0: Some people might ask, where did I get the idea of uh, doing a podcast on uh, uh, Byron Brown? Well, I was listening to Bernie and Sid on WABC, and it was Congressman Tom Skozy talking about that situation. And before, of course, we do the little thing that discusses all of everything, let's listen in to what Tom had to say. About the stab in the back that came from some Democrats allowing a upstart in the DSA to take over the slot that had been held by, of course, uh, the former chairman of the Democratic Party in the state of New York, and that of course is Byron Brown. Before that, they also asked him, "Hey, you gonna run for governor against Hochul?" Hmm, maybe now it becomes clear why Byron Brown was pushed down by some folks in Buffalo Town.
1: Hmm? Very what a Very that is a great story, great story. So uh, Tom, are you going to run against Hochul? And um, here's your opportunity right now to make that announcement on the most popular radio show in New York, right now.
2: Well, I'd love to make big news with you guys, but right now I'm focused on getting the state and local tax deduction back to New York taxpayers. And we got a new governor, as you said, Hochul. Let's give her a shot to see, to see how she does.
1: Well, uh, you know, the reason uh, Sid brought it up is because you went up to Buffalo and uh, to your credit, uh, the Buffalo mayor, he's a black man, hes a moderate, a good mayor, he was he was primary, to, similar to uh, Joe Crowley by AOC out in Queens, and he lost the election. So he's running as an independent and you went up there to Buffalo to support him. And the speculation is you were trying to outflank the governor, Hochul, who, by the way, appointed as her lieutenant governor not a moderate but a radical left uh, defund the police guy so uh maybe you're in good stead what you do and that's why sid brought it up so uh, yeah, that's that, you know that's the papers uh,
2: the new york post uh, spin on it and that's fine but the, the reality is is that i went up there because the candidate that byron brown that the incumbent mayor is running against has said she's a socialist and she wants to defund the police and she wants to let criminals out of jail and and you know i hear all the time from democrats saying you know what is the democratic party doing getting pulled way to the left and this defund the police is an awful message we don't believe in it and but if you if you really feel that enough with the private you know, conversations we got to stand up and fight back so i thought that this was a good opportunity for me to make a very clear stand that uh, i support Byron Brown and we got to defeat the socialists
1: You know, Todd Kaminsky uh, on Long Island takes a lot of abuse on this show. He beat the hell out of him. Talking about criminal bail reform and uh, letting people out that should be in jail. Uh, I was at an event last Monday, Tom, in Woodbury, Crest Hollow Country Club, Beautiful Place. I'm back in Freeport on Thursday night for another GOP event, and uh, two major elections. I know you were once, in fact, you were once Nassau uh, County, uh, um, uh, a executive County. Exactly, County right. exact years. Right, and so Laura Curran First is a Democrat with the Democratic legislature since 1917. Right, big deal, and, and that's a big deal. Laura current's running, of course, and, uh, and so is Bruce Blakeman. There's a, a lot of major, big races in your area coming up over the next uh, couple of months. Well, I'm
2: 100% with Laura Current. She's fantastic. She's doing a great job, and uh, she is a, a smart, reasonable, hardworking, effective county executive. And uh, Todd Kaminsky is a good guy. He's a great prosecutor. He's a former U.S. attorney. He went after a lot of public corruption. He's much tougher uh, than people give him credit for. He's a tough prosecutor. And uh, if anything. You know this bail reform bill he fought to make it so it wasn't so crazy but it's still too
0: too far left and so we've got we got to do more about it what? so you see those are the things you know many of the democrats uh in new york state in fact the vast majority of democrats in new york state are moderate and the vast majority of them want to see things run the way they should be run and that is in the name of the people and not one small group of people who are on the extreme left of politics and trying to make things worse rather than better. Let us listen some more as to why that is a dangerous score. If things go too far left, sometimes you fall off the table. Just the same as you do if you go too far right. So somewhere in the middle is always the best, because there you know that things are balanced. and. Now, let's go into our special on Buffalo politics. We're gonna do more all this month until November 2nd.
1: This is Bruce, the first commander of the Queen's combat team of the Garden Angels. If you are capable and truly care about protecting our city from crime, then let's talk. This is a volunteer basis and I need your help. Help in restoring and taking back our city one street at a time. Call or text me at 718-517-0335. There are true angels in all of us. Let your inner angel help me fight. So, do you dare to care? Call Bruce at 718 718- That's 718-517-0335.
0: Continuing on, what exactly does it mean and how did it happen that in Buffalo, New York, a uh, sitting incumbent mayor who had been chairman of the Democratic Party for the state of New York was defeated in a primary election? Well, we'll let Sean Donahue, who's a uh, professor of political science at the University of Buffalo, explain exactly how that happened. Uh, of course, uh, Mayor Brown is still running, even though he lost the primary, uh, deciding to drop his party because he felt the party had been infiltrated and he had been unfairly treated. Uh, you know, there's a certain thing called equity of the incumbent with political parties. Equity of the incumbent means that if you're the incumbent and your party feels a rival, then that means your party is basically giving you the middle finger. And therefore, he decided to fight back, especially when the leader of that movement seems to be mostly people based here where I am currently in New York City. You know, they say you leave your heart in San Francisco. You leave, I guess, something else in Buffalo. I don't know what it is. Maybe you leave the BS in Buffalo. But, uh, you know, that's basically where you, you learn... That probably in all that cold weather, you learn to cope with things a little more clearly. And you learn that uh, when you see somebody making a lot of stuff up, promising everything under the sun to people who've uh, basically been able to weather a lot of storms and come through, now have to face the reality that, well, they are not going to believe what is coming. But first, how did it happen? Well, let's get an explanation Uh, Of course, from Sean Donahue, who was speaking to CBS News Now or CBSN.
3: But New York does not have a sore loser law, meaning that he is able to mount a writing campaign. Now, what he had tried to do uh, more recently was to try to create his own ballot line and actually filed lawsuits in state and federal court where the trial courts ruled in favor of him But then the appellate courts in New York and the Second Circuit ruled against him. So he's going back to having a write in candidacy to try to win his fifth term.
0: Right. So, I mean, that explains why he's
1: running
4: this write in campaign. How does India Walton's success reflect Buffalo's changing demographics?
3: Well, for the first time since the 1950s, Buffalo actually gained population and part of that has been from the increase in immigration and refugees into the area. Um, Some of the areas that have uh, experienced some of those increases were areas that she did quite well in the primary. So
0: if you listen to exactly what Professor Donahue said on that question was it was refugees and refugee areas. However, this does not quite add up. And in fact, this is where Mayor Brown is wondering, since many of these people who moved into these areas are not yet United States citizens. And therefore, their taking part in the electoral process is highly illegal and questionable and somewhat uh, something that people are wondering about how that happened. Remember, uh, what CBS or the you know uh, communist broadcast system likes to forget about when they when they when they ask questions about these things is they often try and just play the socialist card these are the people who who basically salivate and orgasm whenever uh, Ocasio Cortez says something or cries about you know the fact that Israel is going to be defended by the United States, when in fact the same people attacking Israel, the same people who chant death to America. So essentially, India Walton and her crowd is backed by the same group that would like to see New York City attacked again in a terrorist attack. That is the kind of person you're going to put in a city on a border with a major set of bridges that go to a foreign country, where a lot of bombing attacks in the United States cities have taken Uh, root in during the era of a group called the Weathermen in the 1970s. In fact, that is Buffalo's leftist side that does exist and that people do know about. It's why Buffalo, New York has one of the largest, uh, for a second-tier city, has one of the largest Federal Bureau of Investigation's offices in the United States. And looking at that entire situation, you begin to understand it more activism is there. There are, of course, several colleges and universities. But as uh, Professor Donahue will tell you, there is more to be known about this situation, although he's probably just going to toe the socialist line.
3: Past, um, past decade, maybe 15 years or so, you've seen a great deal of investment by the state of New York into the area with the um, um, so-called Buffalo Billion. And also um, making up some of the people that have been leaving by immigrants and refugees moving into the area, um, which has been something that a number of cities in upstate New York have uh, um, been very welcoming to refugees. But well, at this time, it seems like...
0: Politi- oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry.
3: No, I was just going to say that uh, it has seemed like um, the economy has started to uh, rebound in the Buffalo area um, in, in, in this decade. And that's something that uh, the mayor has been trying to uh, uh, push, as saying that he deserves the, some of the credit for um, the fact that Buffalo is gaining population.
0: Which actually is somewhat true when you think about it, because after all, Mayor Brown did, uh, you know, uh, serve over a long period of time when nobody wanted to, let alone run in Buffalo, as to be part of politics in that city. And it is something that a lot of people just, uh, you know, want to push under this progressive blanket. They don't understand that, in fact, the uh, property values in Buffalo have gone up uh, in the last uh, two to three years, uh, some areas by as much as a hundred percent. And that is a time when you could go back to a few years ago when nobody wanted to buy properties in Buffalo and houses were selling for as little as a hundred dollars if you were willing to do the repairs and get them back into order. But now of course you can't find those anymore. People have moved in and especially in this era of uh, pandemic and COVID, people have been looking for homes and houses and better communities in which to raise their families. I will say this Buffalo does have good schools, but they do have also teachers unions and teachers who are very much on the active tinge of things. In fact, uh, when you suggest, uh, as a parent, in many uh, parent-teacher meetings or groups, that uh, you would like to see uh, more uh, diversity of issues or probable things that children can discuss or clubs, they immediately point out that that is not uh, what their union likes. And therefore, that's why they give the kids Das Kapital, the Marxist uh, handbook, you know all these little nice booklets uh, from Che Guevara and uh, uh, whoever else out there that they include in the curriculum because that is their ultimate goal they want to see Buffalo a socialist city and not successful so what is the first thing that they've been trying to do or what is the one of the first things that India Walton intends to do is of course attrition in the police department she intends to reduce police officers by 100 that's a very large percentage of their entire police force For a city of about a million people, reducing a hundred cops would be the equivalent of New York City laying off a thousand. So it is something very, very important for that. Crime rising and poverty's effect of it and business closing and strikes growing. That is something we are seeing also in Buffalo. But to CBSN, it is just progressiveness, according to Professor Donahue, as he's asked more and more progressive questions and starts to lean left with his answers.
3: Uh, around 78 79 percent of the vote in the city um, so there isn't a whole lot of Republican conservative support in the city and one thing that mayor Wal I'm sorry that uh, miss Walton has tried to attack uh, mayor brown for is that he has accepted um, support from a number of um, conservative and uh, Republicans uh, in the area as well as a number of developers um, in the uh, in his uh, campaign finance reports. But um, this would be uh, quite critical. This would be very important for progressives if and and Ms. Walden, since she does identify as a democratic socialist, um, moving forward into future elections. So um, you may recall that you have uh, Congressman Ocasio-Cortez was uh, elected um, several years ago from a a constituency in New York City. Um, You have Jamal Bowman as well defeated an incumbent. In the last election, as well as a number of uh, people that were a member of the Democratic Socialist, won seats in the New York legislature. So, um, one person uh, that has uh, came campaign for Ms. Walton is Jamani Williams, who is the public advocate in in New York City, who was looking at a race against um, Governor Hochul in the uh, in 2022. Mm-hmm. And I think he would definitely like to have an ally in Western New York, which is the which is where Governor Hope was from.
0: So you see, the ultimate goal here for the socialists is if they take Buffalo, they think they can take the state. If they take Buffalo, they think they can, of course, remove a lot of the conservative Democrats, the moderate Democrats, the real American Democrat Party Democrats who follow real American Democrat Party values. We're not talking about Republicans, you know, versus Democrats here. This is Democrat versus Democrat. This is basically blue on blue, you know, and it is fratricide. It is pushed heavily by different groups involving in all of this. And this is something that was pointed out very well there by Professor Donahue in that interview. Now let's listen to the man of the hour, of course, uh, write him down. His name is Byron Brown. And, of course, this is what Mayor Brown had to say in a rally. Earlier today in uh, Buffalo, New York, actually I think this was uh, this was a few days ago in Buffalo, we've been trying to look for different events that he attended, but unfortunately you can't seem to search for anything where he's got video and statements on. Something weird with Google there, huh? Uh,
5: so I thank each and every one of you for everything that you've been doing. I thank you for your support, I thank you for your prayers, and I thank you for... Encouragement. There is one very special lady here today that I have to say a very special thank you to, and that is my beautiful wife. with us uh, for a long time. They're going to school now. James is in pre-K. Avery is in kindergarten. Uh, And today, Michelle is here with the babies. Uh I know that many of you have wanted to see James and Avery Uh, Please don't be too overwhelming uh, for them. They're not used to this many people at one time. Uh, I think they're feeling a little shy right now. But I can tell you, at home, they are really lively characters. (laughs) And and they keep us going. Um, uh, They're both my little buddies, although Auntie Michelle It's the love of their life. When uh, when they see Auntie Michelle, they put Uncle Byron down. (laughs) So, we have been working hard. So many of you have been putting in a lot of time. Uh, We're going to ask all of you who are here today, you are really champions of this campaign. But we've got to grow these numbers, each of you has to help us grow these numbers by 5 people, by 10 people, by 20 people, by 25 people. If we can continue to grow and build as we head toward November 2nd, there is no doubt that we will win this campaign on November 2nd. My family is here. Uh, I want to thank my family. Something that I learned in the Bengali community is "Inshallah." That means God, God willing. Inshallah. So we will win November second. Inshallah.
0: So that, of course, is uh, Mayor Byron. of course uh, the Bengali community is one of many african-american African African refugee American communities that have moved to Buffalo years ago uh, early on in uh, mayor Brown's uh, uh, taking over the post you know uh, he's been there for about the same time that uh, that uh, others have come in and uh, has made a lot of statements along the lines of, of what exactly he sees as what's going on now what exactly is the status of things going down in buffalo well let's listen
4: Well, the Buffalo mayoral race continues to heat up with less than a month before Election Day. The two main candidates, India Walton and Mayor Byron Brown, held competing rallies with their supporters today. Brown said he is energized to win back the mayor's office for a fifth term at his campaign office in downtown Buffalo on Washington Street. He also vowed to stop socialist ideas from taking root in the city of Buffalo. Several dozen people stopped earlier today. Mayor Brown also received the endorsement of local United Auto workers.
0: So you can tell that, of course, the mayor has, uh, you know, a pretty good surrounding and support. Now, the reason, of course, uh, he was uh, undercut in the primary, many say, and has not been really discussed, is the reality that, indeed, he was essentially stabbed in the back by some of uh, the very Democrats from downstate who had been his supporters for many, many, many years, but who decided to Go socialist, and that is the situation. We will let you know and keep an eye on what's happening in Buffalo. Hey, I only got one eye left, so I might, have I might as well keep an eye on it, too. You know, love that city, love that town, and of course, love those bills. So let us keep Buffalo free, and fair, and safe for football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what socialism's going to do, Buffalo will probably lose its bills. Well, okay, they already play in Orchard Park, so they're they're just north of the city. But still, you know what I mean. If uh, you want to keep those Sabres games or see a new stadium in the city, I I think that would be the least priority of any incoming uh, mayor who is not uh, essentially part of the program as far as the state of New York is concerned, but has a more vivid, darker program as far as... Socialism is concerned across America. It must be defeated. It starts with you. I'm Mike of New York, Mike K. Cohen. Let's keep America free and great. God bless. Okay, I'm done. Special edition of Mike of New York. Today, we're going to be talking about a place close to my heart and that of my kids because they went to school there. And that, of course, is the community up north that some people call the frozen north, the wall, you know, that whole thing. Uh, No, there are no white walkers on the other side. They're just Canadians. They kind of look like white walkers, but they actually uh, are not. Uh, They're just cold that's just what it is like on the other side of that border it's it's cold up there it's 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 cold man it's cold you know that's how it is anyway so we're talking about coldness and boldness well the boldness of the socialist Democrats up in the United States are moving and focusing their ideas on taking over Buffalo not for the benefit of the people of Buffalo not for the benefit of the average person who lives and works and goes to school there, not for the benefit of those who exist there. The ultimate goal is to be able to say that they have more mayors, more local officials, more areas under their control so they can bankrupt the United States of America with Joe Biden's $3.5 trillion disaster plan that's written by Bernie Sanders. Yes, that's Bernie's plan. You don't believe me? You think I'm just making this stuff up? Well, listen to Michael Moore. What does Michael say?
6: We are winning race after race. We're winning the war of ideas. We're winning over the people. The people are already there. And it's about time, my friends, that we have more people holding office who share our values and our ideas. I mean, this is how crazy, this is how crazy this is, how, how much we're winning. We've got Joe Biden and chuck schumer and nancy pelosi on board pushing our agenda this 3.5 trillion dollar bill bernie wrote it biden backs it and
0: we're winning (laughs) that's the good news it's not good 3.5 trillion dollars there's not even enough tax base in the united states to be able to pay that off even if we take all the manufacturing base in the united states that 3.5 billion dollar deal is already on top of a two trillion dollar deal is on top of several multi multi multi-billion dollar bills that have been passed in the hundreds of billions of dollars that's some of the money we got in those stimulus packages you know those stimulus checks we got that's what it was and that was supposed to be during an emergency during a pandemic it's not supposed to be the end all do all forever all thing If you or anyone who has lived in the Rust Belt, you know that exactly this is how the socialists tried to do the same thing in the 70s. They tried to increase wages and let the demand be met by whatever the products the people can be sold. Well, you know what? It didn't work. The automakers crashed. Most of the factories that were making poor products, well, they got beat by other products coming from Japan and other countries. Right now, it's gotten to a point where there is not an American-branded television set. In a country that invented television sets, there is not an American-branded television set that is owned by an American company and manufactured in the United States with very, very few exceptions. Uh, usually, these are TV brands that originally were belonging to American companies but went bankrupt and were replaced by companies now owned and created in China that run them and just keep the old brand just for the heck of it. And usually the only thing they're doing in the United States is putting the label on or maybe, you know, a little bit of final assembly, maybe putting uh, something in there. And that's it, putting the packaging in. That is what's happened. And that was these same policies, these same ideas that, you know, you can pay somebody $75 an hour to turn one bolt. And don't worry if the cost of the car costs too much because somehow it'll be financed. But you know what, it didn't work. Those companies crashed. Most of those factories, they're crumbling buildings in places like Buffalo, Detroit, all the way up this whole Rust Belt Alley that you go all the way along the eastern seaboard from Maine, Boston, all the way down in. And you're gonna put them in power and control when all oh, the only thing they know how to manufacture is ballots and votes. Yep, I hate to say it, folks, but to this day, Byron Brown, who was the chairman of the Democratic Party in the state of New York, still says that he does not know how he was defeated in a race where basically most, if not a vast majority, of the ballots used were mail-in ballots. And it is still unclear to this day exactly how the primary was lost from a four-term mayor who basically had a very strong following. Now, he's not making allegations, nor are members of his team. And let's be fair, India Walton does live in Buffalo. She did spend time there. She is a nurse there. Like (laughs) who? India Walton?
4: Brads and siblings from communications workers who are out on strike right now. Um, mm. at one of our local hospitals. So Marty is still up and alive and still standing in solidarity with people who are in the struggle. So
6: walk us back here, because, look, a Democrat who's the mayor of a large city like Buffalo, who's been in office for, am I right, 15 years? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't leave at that point till they say they want to leave, generally, in these right. elections. So how was it that that you, I mean, I read something about you were on Clubhouse one day, uh, this, and ex- explain to anybody over fifty what Clubhouse is, but but just you were but somehow the the, the, the genesis of this idea happens in part while you're on on Clubhouse.
4: Yeah. So um, knowing how heavily entrenched politics are in Buffalo, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get much help um, or even encouragement or advice about how the process worked as a first-time candidate. And um, Clubhouse is a social media platform, but it's just audio. Um, so you don't see the people you're talking to. You, they're from all over the, the country. Um, and folks go into these chat rooms around subject matter. And I was in a lot of political rooms and with a lot of downstate people, you know, from New York City and the surrounding areas. And I would go in and say, Listen, we need progressive politicians um, elected here in Buffalo, too. Y'all have to help me. And people, you know, that that was how I got my first little handful of small-dollar donations. Um,
0: So basically, she got some money from downstate politicians, you know, the AOCs of the world. I live in the 14th District now. I used to live up in Buffalo. I live in the 14th District now, down here in the area that is controlled by dsa in queens when i say controlled i mean they pretty much control everything as far as city council positions uh they're slowly gaining almost full control of the city council the mayor basically is uh under their beck and call bill de blasio and his wife control the city and you want to talk about crime (laughs) <laughs> look around the city of New York. Look at the videos. Look at the look at the images. Look at the reporting. It is through the roof. If there is one growth industry in New York City, it has been crime. And why? Because they have defunded police. They have reduced the number of police operations. They have reduced the ability for people to secure themselves and protect themselves. And they have filled the streets with criminals that they have consistently released from jails and other detention facilities. Worse than that, they have started programs which were supposed to take care of people who are, uh, shall we say, emotionally disturbed or emotionally disturbed persons. And what did they do? They dumped them into the streets. And at $1.5 billion in budget for this type of thing, but did they do anything directly to help these people beyond a certain level? No. And that's in New York City. So can you imagine what they're going to do when they get the second largest metropolitan area of New York State under their control. If indeed India Walton manages to push back an effort by Byron Brown to win back control of the city from what could be a very, very bad situation. Buffalo is on the verge of rising up and coming out of its doldrums. It was a city that was practically collapsing and on its death throes. There were 45,000 abandoned homes in Buffalo. Under Brown, property rates have gone up as far as uh, home ownership, development, property values. You've seen a steady rise. If it were to go back to a progressive order like this, you will probably see those home values fall tremendously. They say that they have no plans of defunding the police in Buffalo should uh, Ms. Walton become mayor, that her plans are to just reduce the numbers of police by attrition. Well, you know, the United States won World War II in the Pacific by attrition. Yeah, they, 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 they used attrition killing off the, uh, the Japanese. Uh, that's how they also defeated uh, the, the Iraqi military, by attrition. You know, they, they reduced the number of things. So th- that's how you win in certain types of conflicts. Is by taking away resources, incentives, or the will to be able to continue for an opponent. And that is how Ms. Walton views the Buffalo Police Department. That's how she views law enforcement. I have yet to see one little speech or one little thing from any of the materials that I've been looking at in these past few weeks where she talks about the gang problem that continues to be in Buffalo. When I lived there, it had one of the highest rates of shootings in the state of New York, higher than New York City per capita. And the one time, I do remember running into her, was at a public park meeting and I was basically told, well, maybe you don't belong here. Maybe you should move out. Maybe you should go somewhere else. Anyway, you happen to be the wrong color for this neighborhood. A person who wants to be mayor telling somebody that they happened to not look right to be in that neighborhood. And that a certain other group of people should be the ones who were there. And that's racist. And that's what I remember was said to me in kind of uncertain language. It was kind of meant to be friendly advice to get out of Dodge. Eventually I did, but not for her reasons, for other reasons. Now, I hope people of Buffalo do come out. And they do bring back Byron Brown. Uh, I've met Mayor Brown. He can be a little bit of a cold fish at times. He isn't exactly your most smiling and, you know, uh, lovable mayor when it comes to a lot of things. He can be a little bit of stern when it comes to it. But he is the kind of mayor you need for a city that has yet to be 100% recovered from all the situations that are out there. He's already seen it through bad times and brought it back. Working together with everybody in the community, involving everybody in the community, an inclusive type of leader. Not a leader who leaves people behind or pushes them aside. We'll listen to Mayor Brown a little bit, but let's give a little bit more of Michael Moore and India Walton.
4: Happy to be involved in this. We become a part of the national conversation around what local politics could and should look like.
6: And the incumbent. I mean, he must've been loaded in terms of the campaign money or whatever. So you were up against that. You didn't have those resources and yet you were able to knock on those doors, make those calls. Uh, Was there a debate?
4: (laughs) Funny you should ask. Um, He refused to debate me in the primary, even Mm. though I had made the ballot, even though, um, I mean, my my fundraising wasn't what his was, but it um, it was enough that it made me a legitimate contender. But right. he said, so,
0: you know, obviously they're always going to say what they say when it comes to certain topics. And, and, and we'll listen to this some other time, you know, that is basically the, the, uh, the play of the communists, the play of the socialists, you know, and that that is how they do things. Now, obviously, she's never going to admit, you know, one thing with the communists, know, when they want to this- take over things, they never admit uh, that, that they are what they are but you can hear it in their language. The party, the people, the cause, the progressiveness, all these things. The only thing that is progressively good is for party members. But what progressively gets worse is everybody's life and livelihoods. Another interview.
3: Dave, where said, quote, a lot of people of progressivism is that, a pro- problem with progressivism is we are not very inclusive if folks are not woke enough. Uh, it struck me, given the fact that you're running not only in a town with a lot of working-class people of color, but a lot of working-class white people as well, Well, some places that the democratic socialist movement has failed pretty miserably, I would say, in the last couple of years.
4: How are you trying to
3: overcome that? What's your personal philosophy?
4: You know, I, I thank you for that question, and I describe myself as a bridge, right? I've lived in so many different stages of life, from being a poor child to a high school dropout to then being a working class registered nurse to then becoming a nonprofit executive and living more in the professional realm. I understand all of the parts of that sort of project, the professional trajectory. um, And I think that I'm able to relate to so many different people across class, race, gender, socioeconomic status, and educational attainment, that it makes me an attractive person not to only be able to lead this movement forward, but to act as that bridge that is able to bring opposing sides of opinion together. And what I tell a lot of my supporters is we can't be so pure that we other um, folks who are not quite as woke um, or uh, as progressive as we are, we have to create a big tent We have to allow people the space and room and the love and care to grow and have a better understanding of what it is that we want. And at the end of the day, what brings us all together is that we want the same things. We want a quality education for our children. We want safe, affordable housing for everyone. We want access to health care for everyone. And that is bigger than any of the small things that we can point to that makes us not work together. So I'm proud.
0: You know the, the small things like uh, Christianity, uh, the ability to live together and 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 do what you want with your life, the ability to uh, to protect your family from certain things. I remember when one woke group of uh, group, uh, uh, educators, uh, I, I was at my my son's school, was coming up with this program for young men and women of uh, color. On campus to be able to go through certain programs and get certain uh, educational attainment. In fact, I still have the email. Have better check. It could be from the same group that uh, India is running under. But essentially, what they said was, uh, you know, it was only for one particular group that they singled it out. That they divided it out. It's all about them, 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 them. It's never inclusive for everybody. The question I had at that time, because my kids are Asian-American. And I said, well, what about the Asian kids, you know, who are going through these things? Oh, Asian kids are smart. They don't need these types of things. And I was like, that sounded so bad. You know, I still have the email. I still have the messages. I still have the talk about it. Right after that, the program was canceled. I was not invited back to those meetings again. And uh, that's pretty much what happened. But, you know, they're always going to say that they all want the same things for everybody else. Hey, Hitler had nice things to say, too. So did Stalin. And we all know how that ended up. So am I being too strong in my language? After all, she is a woman running in her first race as a mayor. Well, some of her ideas and practices are to copy other areas where these progressive programs have taken place and that includes here in new york city so we're gonna come back and talk about that and talk about other things as well this is mike of new york with a special buffalo look